The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909. 741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back to The Influencers Edge. We always have fascinating guests, and as you know by now, if you've been a listener and or watcher for a while, I tend to ask different set of questions and jump into unexpected directions. And I warn my guest today, Ron uh, Nisbaum. Yes, sir. And I was going to do that with him. <laughs> so this is not going to be your conventional podcast. This is a podcast for unconventional thinkers, people who like stuff from outside the box. And I always like to take my guests in that direction. So we're going to start with your bio. And every guest submits a bio, but I'm going to immediately start jumping in and challenging you and asking questions. Some guests find that annoying. Some guests find it entertaining. Most guests find it a mixture of both. So Ron is a dynamic, results-oriented leader. He's a conductor of change that never accepts the status quo or an excuse. Let's talk about that right off, right out of the shoot. What do you mean? by a results-oriented leader, what does it take to be a leader in your mind? And how does that connect with the next part of bio, your biography that says you spent, uh, you served in the Marine Corps? Wow, what, did the, what does it mean to you to be a leader? And how did your experience as being a Marine, hoorah, is that right? Yeah. Uh, help you become a, a, a leader? So... Being a results-oriented leader is, I'm an atypical personality. I like to get things done, and I'm not afraid to of that. You got There's a lot of focus on that. You kind of have to change your leadership, how you are, how you interact. I believe being black and white and putting it right out there on what you expect gets results. And it's not intimidating if you do it from a place of love like this is i'm doing this because this is what we want to achieve that's what i mean by when we talk about results oriented i want i want to make sure that hey this is where we're headed this is what we need to do and this is how we're going to get there that's how i lead i don't just sit back here and try to sugarcoat a couple of things and say you know maybe we're going to get there I like to be very clear with what the mission is and how we're going to achieve that. So anybody that's going along for that ride with me is ready and they know exactly what to expect. 
Uh, I think a lot of that comes from being in the Marine Corps is, you know, where stuff's very mission critical, you have tasks, you have stuff you're going out there to go do every day. Uh, I think you, you don't get as much clarity in the Marine Corps as what I try to deliver. What does that mean? I uh, see the image, the Hollywood image of a Marine is they get their ass kicked all the time. It's not coming from love, but it's more like, hey, you maggot, drop and give me 20. You're not even a human being. What are you doing, Marine? You're a disgrace. Get moving. I, give me 100 laps. When I'm talking about coming from love, I'm talking about how I lead here today, not uh, what I took from the Marine Corps. When it comes to that, I would say what I took from the Marine Corps is you have to be direct and you have to have uh, mission that you're moving towards a point. You can't be saying, hey, we're just going to go here a little bit and then hopefully something ends up being well. Uh, you have to have an objective. And when Marines set out on an objective, they're going to accomplish that mission. Uh, that's where the results oriented comes from. How do you make a distinction, if at all? See how we're jumping in before I even get through your biography. Have you ever had a podcast host do that with you? No, I mean, no, no. probably not. How do you make a distinction between leadership with a small L, which has to do accomplishing one project, and leadership with a big L, where you're a leader, you have those qualities of being a leader, whether it's on a specific project or throughout your business or your communication? I think the big L is more of a calling. It, it's something that's around you all the time. It's what people pick up on, no matter what project you're working on. When you set out with that big L leadership, people can feel that. They know, hey, you know, this is Ron Newsbaum and this is the direction we're going in. We're going to follow him because we, we feel like that's the natural path to go. Uh, I think the little L leadership, that's just the, the little things that come in on individual projects that have to happen in order to accomplish that goal. How much of that, and I promise we'll get into the rest of your biography and the rest yeah, of the, no. <laughs> How much do you think is, because you're in construction, or you yeah. were in construction for 11 years. How yeah. much of that leadership is technical skills? Because people have to respect your confidence that you know what you're talking about. How much of it is soft skills and people skills? Because this is oriented towards persuasion and sales and influence, which are soft skills, as they say. How much do you think that it's technical? It's hard to quantify this. There's no units of measurement. But in your mind, how do you weight the technical skills versus the understanding people, the people side, and which comes more natural to you? So you, you have to be a master of your trade, no matter what that is. As I was coming up through the construction industry, that was becoming a master of that technical side, making sure I was very efficient at my job and knew exactly what I was doing. But as I grew and I moved into management and leadership, that became becoming an expert at the soft side of things, which... To be honest with you, Paul, that's not something that naturally comes good to me. With my personality and how I am, that soft side is a side that I constantly have to work on. But I think by embracing who I am in my personality, uh, I don't have to have as much of that soft side because people understand where I'm coming from and what I'm saying, and they can trust it because I'm not going to come at you with something that 
is complete bull crap that you don't even know if I'm telling the truth or not. You know where I stand. And I think that has helped me a long way throughout the process. Uh, I Let me continue. Thank you. But as I said, this is not conventional. Uh, after serving in the Marine Corps, he spent over 11 years in the construction industry working in the field, sales leadership and management. He is the founder and CEO of NutNest. That's an interesting. What? Where did you come up with the name NutNest? What does that signify? So when when uh, I was, we were working on a name. Uh, Nussbaum in German means nut tree, and we I was trying to figure out I wanted something around a nest nest because this is where you're going to keep all your project information for your house. And me and my wife were talking and she's like, it'd be nice if there was a way to incorporate our name in there. Uh, and Nutnest got thrown out there. I sent it over to the marketing team with a list of what I thought were really superior names. I had spent some time on them. They were unique. They had great <laughs> meaning and sounded good. And everybody came back and said, it's got to be Nutnest. That is the name. Everybody loved it. And that's what we went with. I hear Nutnest and I think of uh, the a psychiatric facility. <laughs> I have a drive-through window on that. Those okay. He's the founder and CEO. I told you this is going to be unconventional. He's the founder and CEO of NutNest. Ron uses his knowledge and past experiences to help others grow and change the overall mindset around construction. Now, obviously, this is not a show about construction, yep. but mindset is a huge chunk of being successful as an entrepreneur, a salesperson, an influencer, a persuader, I always say you have to start with yourself first. So let's talk a little bit about your views of a successful mindset, what that entails to you and your experience and your experience with working with tons of people. Um, I think the mindset that you have to have is your, whatever your objective is, whatever the goal is, you have to be willing to get there. So if you set something out in front of you, you have to understand that there's going to be pivots, there's going to be changes, it's going to be hard, it's not going to be easy, but you have to have a mindset that I'm going to get there and not give up. I, I'm, a, I'm a natural just grinder at heart and I, I just love to do the work and get things done. And that's my mindset is that when I'm talking to the team or I'm talking to an individual is how do we get to where we need to go? I understand this is a roadblock. I understand this is a problem, but I have that mindset of we're going to overcome it no matter what it is that's put out in front of us. And I'm sure that's, um, I don't know if contagious is the word, but that's something that, uh, that, that shows the people who you're dealing with. Let me see, let me get back to this. Uh, let's see, suggested interview questions. I want to know this one. It's question number three, because to me, this is most interesting. We talk about being direct. I want to ask, is there a time to fudge the truth? <laughs> I want to know about that. It's one of the questions you wanted me to ask. So let's jump in. Is there a time to fudge the truth? Absolutely not. There never, never. is. Because that that voids the transparency and that that voids your reputation that you have built on being a straight shooter and embracing that. 
Uh, when people start fudging the truth, that's when inconsistencies start to happen, communication breaks down, and you can start having bad conversation happening in the shop. You can have bad shop talks start. You start to lose the morale of everybody. Telling the truth, no matter how, how hard it can be, is always the best answer. What's the difference between fudging? I'm going to push back a little bit here. So, what's the difference between fudging and being flexible in your communication style? Because there are people who want to hear, look, this is the way it is. There are other people who have to soften it and say, my experience of you in this moment is that you are performing like this. One of the distinctions I give is a uh, experience I had. I don't, uh, I've been accused of making about me, but really quick, I was getting terrible service from an auto mechanic. And I said, look, this is not aimed at you as a person. It's directed to you in your role as uh, a mechanic. And that switched everything around because I deliberately kind of manipulated so he didn't take offense. So what's the difference between fudging and just being finesse in the way you communicate so you can finesse the truth you can be flexible with the truth and how you deliver that fudging is when you're taking the truth and you're changing it around a little bit because you feel it will land better on that person if you don't tell them 100 accurate information you can deliver the truth flexibly to like what you were just talking about with the mechanic. You were still delivering the truth. You wasn't changing what we know to be true. Right. All you were doing was changing how you delivered it and being flexible in that. Right. I believe that's the difference there. It, it's not that you're fudging the truth. You can be flexible with your delivery. Not everybody gets the same delivery. I'm sorry, I think that speaks well to your growth as a human, that you came out of a place where there was no, the Marine Corps, I don't think, makes an effort. Tell me if I'm wrong, I'm not a Marine. My only connection to the military is my dad was a combat medic in World War II, wounded by the Nazis, so I don't know. But it seems to me that the Corps was direct to the point, if you didn't like the message too bad, follow the order. So that's that speaks to your flexibility as a human being that you're able to be direct, but also be a little flexible in, in helping people receive your communication so it lands in the right way. It speaks well for you, I think, that you develop that kind of flexibility, which makes you a really good leader. In my view, that's just how I view you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's all about self-development. You always have to be trying to figure out what is the next thing that takes you to the next level. I'm, I'm a big component of reading books on tape, podcasts, consistently growing yourself because knowing what your weaknesses and strengths are is what's going to help you. I, I, I know what my strengths are and that's just being Ron Newsom, Like being myself and leading and pushing out into the places where a lot of people don't want to go is a strength of mine. A weakness of mine of those soft skills that we talked about. So being able to develop that mindset around, I can do this and still be myself is, was very critical because I, I went through a time where I tried to be way over too soft 
because I thought that's what needed to happen because that was the environment I was in. That was the coaching I was receiving saying, tell me more about that. that I needed to use more soft skills that I needed to not necessarily be Ron. I needed to be more of what the, what we thought the person needed. And that was the context. What context context was this Ron? What business? well, no, as being a leader and a manager yeah. in a company dealing with employees, it was looked at I needed to be less of who I was yeah. and more fit into this role. And yeah. what I needed to do was be Ron Nussbaum and develop some of the ability to have those soft skills and realize that, but I didn't need to dictate from who I was because as soon as as I did that, that's when I started losing the faith of people that knew who I was because now they were confused. There there was communication they didn't understand happening and what I was saying didn't align with who they knew who I was. That's, That's really wonderful. That again, I think speaks well for you that you manage to align the skills and still be who you are. I think that makes it very unique and very special. Um, let's see. Uh, I think this is, there's other questions here. Should businesses use software to communicate with customers? So let's talk about that. So I, I think that in the commu- I work in the communication business. That's what I do. What Nupness does is we help contractors and customers communicate. I believe you have to have a game plan for that. And I also believe that everybody needs to find some kind of software to be able to communicate between either their customers, their employees, anybody. We live in a world today where we have WhatsApp, iMessenger, Facebook Messenger, email, phone calls. We have all of these different forms of communication and nothing is singular. Nothing is just used to allow to have one platform where that happens within a company. So there is no no confusion. You might have a CEO or an owner send out an email that then goes to the management team and then gets deciphered between the leadership face to face And then those supervisors take that and they send out a text message or a WhatsApp message or who knows what. What was that? I'm following you. It's like a game of electronic uh, telephone. Can't remember when you're a little young, but when we were kids, we had tin cans on a string and the message would get increasingly garbled. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happens. And when it gets to that end user, it, it's a mess. And that's where all the miscommunications happen. So by using something that aligns and has a streamlined effect to where this is what everybody uses. All goal is that the customer and the contractors, when they communicate to other words, 95% of the complaints in the construction industry come from communication. I know this isn't a, a, a construction podcast, but I think everybody can relate with that because they've had somebody working on their home and said, man, I wish this communication was just better. And that's what we're out to fix. And I think that works as well out in the construction industry as any other industry. And Absolutely. then 
And then from an organizational standpoint, systematically figuring out how you can communicate better throughout the organization is going to have a drastic improvement on how messages are received from the C-suite all the way down into that tier one worker. Yeah, and I think it's not just an incremental improvement, it's a logarithmic improvement. So I can see the wisdom and the practicality in it. We're gonna wrap up now. Thank you for being uh, a fascinating guest. Thank you for your service too. I respect anyone who puts their life and their time and their energy and their years into protecting the country. Thank you for that. Uh, I know once a Marine, always a Marine and wherever you go, every Marine is your brother, is your best friend and your brother. Ron, if people want to get in touch with you, find out more about your services and what you have to offer, what, what are the best way or what, what is the best way or ways for them to do that? So you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Ron Nussbaum, uh, ron at nutnest.com. Uh, you can send me an email right there as well as ronwesley.com and nutnest.com. Feel free to reach out. I'm here to help. I love to be involved in what people are doing. And if you have any question about anything I said here today, don't hesitate to reach out. It shines from you that it is your calling to help. It's, it's very evident in your energy and the expression on your face, the look in your eyes, very clear to me. So really thank you for being on the show. We will of course put all your contact information in the show notes. Ron, thank you for being our guest today on The Influencer's Edge. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1. 909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on the Influencers Edge Show.